the business savvy singer. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need, and Greta Pope Entertainment, for the finest in entertainment. Hey there, and welcome to the third season of the Business Savvy Singer podcast. We're so glad that you're here. This season of the podcast features weekly interviews with professional singers of all genres and backgrounds, in addition to featuring experts who provide support services for singers. Join us each week for great information to move your career forward. Keep in touch with us via social media. We want to hear from you. Hey there, and welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I am over the moon today because I have with me a wonderful woman that I met a number of years ago, and neither of us can figure out how many years ago it was, Uh, but I met her um, in Michigan City, Indiana, and we were both uh, on a program there, and it was wonderful. I was so impressed with her. Her name is Monica Herzig. Uh, She was awarded the Weingarten Germany Exchange Program to the University of Alabama in 1987. And she has not looked back since that time. She completed her doctorate in music ed with a minor in the field of jazz studies at Indiana University. She's now a faculty member at Indiana University, which is fabulous. She is the author of David Baker, A Legacy in Music, And uh, I will tell you guys that I went to Indiana University for postgraduate work, and David Baker was there at that time, so I remember him very well. Um, Also, she's written Experiencing Chick Corea, A Listener's Companion, and I have just found out that she also has uh, authored another book called Jazz and Gender, and we will talk a little bit about that. She's released more than a dozen CDs. Uh, She won Downbeat Magazine Award for the Best Original Song. And her newest project is Shiro's, uh, which features the world's leading female jazz instrumentalists. So this lady is doing a lot of great things. And she was one of the first people that I thought about when I thought of of someone to, to chat with for Women's History Month. She's just all about women's things uh, where music is concerned. And it's wonderful. So I want to welcome you, Monica, Monica Hersig. We're so excited to have you with us. And thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. I know that you happen to be in Vienna at this moment and you made time for us today. So we really appreciate that. 
Oh, it's a pleasure to be there. You know, this, these issues are obviously dear to my heart, so I'm happy to share. <laughs> yes, well, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So you were telling me about the, the new book that you've written. Let's talk about that a little bit, Jazz and Gender. So it's it's actually I'm a, I'm a co-editor. So it's one of those oh. companion books. We have 38 chapters by authors from wow. more than four continents and various countries. And um, James Redden from Western Oregon University and Michael Ka from from Vienna. They are my co-editors. And what we wanted to put together is just an overview of all the cultural, historical, social aspects, you know, of why there is such a misbalance. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It just yeah. doesn't seem to, it just doesn't seem to, to go away. You know, we traditionally in the instrumental aspect, mm -hmm. you still have small minority of women that play on instruments or in bands. And then, unfortunately, on, on the vocalist side, right, it's the opposite right. for the main and the minority. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and why do you think that is, that, the, that the women have such a smaller role in instrumental music? Yeah, so what we've been able to pinpoint is there's like a vicious cycle, right? Mm -hmm. And it starts way on the bottom at the roots, just perceptions of instruments right mm -hmm. so you get to your elementary school and you're supposed to pick are you going to play the trombone or the flute or right. <laughs> what's your interest and and traditionally you know it's, it's been shown over and over there's specific stereotypes with instruments right the yes. trumpet is for the boys you have to blow so hard right. you can't blow that hard right <laughs> <laughs> And and usually the pictures you see, you know, it's a guy trumpet player yeah. and the girl plays the flute. So that's, you know, a starting point, just already picking an instrument mm -hmm. where, you know, some only can go that route. And then you get to middle school, and this is where improvisation is introduced. You know, you're in the classroom and and all the girls are in puberty and the last thing you can ask them is step forward and do something risky <laughs> where where they might look silly you know and their yeah. other girlfriends would giggle while you know the boys have no inhibitions and that's <laughs> interesting so so what often happens you know when when this is introduced on a voluntary basis who wants to take a solo then the, the girls will freeze and they will yeah. hide yeah. And so this is the next big divide, right? And then we get to high school and, you know, there's a few left that were brave enough to step forward <laughs> and even be in a jazz band. And, but, you know, by then they got them a little behind because they didn't volunteer that often yeah. to take that solo. And then they look at the college opportunities and they see the faculty there and the instrumental and they go, hmm, what does it look like me? Yeah, right. <laughs> And, and there's no opportunity. So, so it's kind of this cycle in terms of cultural cycles. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, historically, you know, it's, it's, it was just a, a dangerous environment. Yeah. I mean, in the first half of the last century touring, I mean, it was bad enough touring, you know, and yeah. you had to go through all kinds of ordeals, but touring with uh, all guys bands it's mm -hmm. we didn't have the protections that we have now right. of, you know being able to speak up that was just uh yeah you know you're 
Yeah. <laughs> you do whatever they yeah. want you to do. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, 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 and it's dangerous. So you yeah. see, so the few that were in that early history, you saw how they married pretty early, usually another mm -hmm. one in the band. Mm -hmm. And it would be their protection. Protect, it would be the way to make sure, you know, they can yeah, they be part safe. of the band without yeah. being worried all the time. Yes. But yeah, so that's some of the historical things. Wow. And so we just have to... We, we just have to cut in some of these cycles, you know, mm -hmm. be it like when we pick the instruments, how we teach it, yes. how we portray it, what pictures we put in the, in the jazz books, what stories mm -hmm. we tell and what protection we offer. And yeah, those are yeah. <laughs> some of the things in there. <laughs> that is so wonderful that you're, you're delving into that because it's, it's something that, you know, I really hadn't thought about, uh, about the reasons for there being not very many women uh, playing some of these instruments. So that, that is fantastic. And so you're, you're a collaborator on that. You're an editor, uh, on that project. That's wonderful. Wow. Very exciting. So tell us what you're doing in Vienna now. Why are you there? Are you vacationing, <laughs> having fun, or you're working? Or... <laughs> well, it kind of feels like that sometimes, but uh, so this year, here, I, I actually took a position here at a private university. Oh. It's called the Jam Music Lab University. They focus only on, on jazz and popular music. Wow. And they have an institute for artistic research in jazz, which means, you know, you do what you do, but then you also reflect on it and you share how it feels, how it works and add to that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So I, I was really attracted to that opportunity of, of, you know, I, I like to try things. Yeah. So I, I started in the fall and, and, um, I do have to make a decision very soon which mm -hmm. direction I go, but mm -hmm. I think Vienna's calling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nice to have options, huh? That's great. That's great. Yeah. yeah. It's an either or now. <laughs> oh, it's an either or. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So tell us a little bit about your Shiro's project. That just sounds so exciting. How did you uh, start with it? I know that, you know, when we had worked together a gazillion years ago, you were doing some other <laughs> uh, projects on women. And I just remember that. I thought, what a, what an interesting, uh, idea. So how did this kind of grow out of some of your early uh, thinking about women in music? How did you come up on the Shiro's? So the Shiro's, I founded them in 2014. So that's a, you know, a while ago. And it was a little bit before we saw this wave of a lot of the similar all-female band so I kind of want to credit myself of starting yeah. this which, which is fine you know it needs the model yeah. but the idea so the principle was um you know there's some stereotypes and sure. when you see specific musicians and yeah you know this is this or this is that and I was trying always thinking what if we put just really powerful players I was targeting the best women I could just imagine wow. out in New York, you know, who's the top players. And I called yeah. them out of the blue and said, hey, I want to record this album. Would you be into it? And of course, they wow. well, sure, let's do it. That's great. <laughs> but just to just to put on the stage a, a, a very powerful testimonial of, you know, see, here's good music, here's great yeah. musicians, and this is how it could look like. Yes. 
Yes. And, and we did three albums by now. Um, the second one was really successful, the 2018 one. That was one of the best one in Downbeat that year. Wow. Got several nominations. That's the wonderful. third one got released March 2020, so maybe it didn't get yeah. its due. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bad timing, but, <laughs> but who knew? Hopefully there'll be a follow-up on that. And yeah. it didn't get its due. <laughs> that is great. So how many how many members of this organization? So for the recordings, I just put in as many as I could, you know, what the, what the heck. So often we have like eight, ten. Mm-hmm. When we do tours, you know, that's a little trickier because yeah. every person is a lot of money. Yeah. When you put them on the road, you have yeah. to pay every day yep. for their food and for yep. their hotel and for yep. their fees. It's expensive. So I... <laughs> I keep it so six because mm-hmm. I love them all. Yeah. <laughs> so most of the time we're five or six. Wow. And that's already a pretty tough size to manage, but yeah, yeah we managed so far. That's great. And what's the instrumentation? <laughs> so the core instrumentation is Jamie Baum on flute, Rehud Regev on the trombone, and then for a long time Lainey Stern on the guitar. She is now touring more with her husband, uh, Jennifer Vincent on the bass and Rosa Avila on the drums and I'm on the keyboard. And then, you know, various places have have been exchanged depending on where we are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's wonderful. So I know that you're going to be doing a tour uh, starting in March. uh, Well, this is March, (laughs) but starting kind of at the end of March, I think. Um, And I'm thrilled to know that because you are going to be in Orlando, where I am, so I am going to be at that concert. Very exciting. <laughs> so, so this is the the organization that is touring the Sheroes. Is that is that what's touring? No, this, this, this is, is this is the Joni Mitchell project. Oh, the Joni Mitchell project. We call it both sides of Joni. And one of my best friends, a vocalist from Bloomington, she came to me in the summer of 2020 and said, "You know, I just listened to Joni yesterday and." There are some of these words, we just need to get them heard again. Yeah, and, yeah. and we were getting together in the barn every Monday oh, nice. and <laughs> for yeah. the summer and, and just really arranging, jazz arranging those those tunes. That's great. And, and recorded it with a great band and got it ready for release. And it's kind of, it's a little bit of a sad story. So, I mean, it was her baby, her dream. And last November, she needed heart surgery. Oh, she had a corroded artery. Oh. And uh, even though it was a 98% success rate, she was the 2%. So oh. we, we lost her at that heart oh, surgery. Oh, my and gosh. Then, I'm so yeah, sorry. It was really sad because oh. yeah, I knew her since 30 years. Oh. But we decided, you know, that's, that music needs to be heard. Needs it was her dream. Heard. Absolutely. So uh, New York vocalist Alexis Cole said she's going to join forces. Great. She said, yay, thank you for putting these all in my keys. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. That's great. So have you done all of the arranging for for this tour? And then for the Shiro's so as well? All the, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did all the arrangements and, and Alexa's is going to join up and we'll start in Florida. So we'll be in um, yeah. Tampa, Orlando, and then Sarasota. And then we'll move to the Midwest. We'll be um, South Bend and Acorn Theater. Nice. And then um, Indianapolis and Madison. 
and then we'll just hit the road and start in Cincinnati and work our way day by day for West Virginia to North Carolina to Charlottesville to Pittsburgh to to up to Erie uh, the Deerhead and Buffalo and then finally on (laughs) April 26th we'll end up in New York City. Fabulous (laughs) fabulous that is so exciting so exciting. I know, I know it's thrilling to see your ideas and your projects really come to fruition and be able to get quality players and, you know, and singers and just all of these things. I mean, that is just, you know, nothing could be more fulfilling because I know you really believe in, in all of, you know, just touting and, and, um, celebrating women. You know, I think it's just, I think it's wonderful. But in this case, you know, it became a legacy album. So we really want to celebrate her life too and and make sure she gets known. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's wonderful. So you have had so many interesting and wonderful experiences as a musician, as a composer, as an arranger, as an educator. What would you tell young musicians coming along, how to find their way. You know, I, you, you've really found your voice in this business. How would you, uh, what would you tell young performers? You know, I usually ask them and envision yourself in five years or 10 years. How, mm-hmm. how would your ideal day look like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of the time they'll go, Oh, I'll just be playing music. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, they haven't and thought that far ahead. <laughs> and then I ask you, what, what, what kind of music are yeah. you playing? Are you playing your own music? Yeah. Are you playing in a cover band? Are you playing in a symphony orchestra? Are you are, are, are you writing things? Are you leading a band? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they're going, oh, well, I don't know. <laughs> I just want to play music. And and so I kind of pinpoint to them, you know, how important it is to kind of have some vision of of where this should go. And I'm sure as a businesswoman, you know that very well. Absolutely. You know, you have to set a goal and a target. Yes. And every business, you know, has a plan, a business plan for you say, okay, this is what's going to happen in five years, and this is the steps we're going to get there. That's right. And for some reason, as musicians, you know, we kind of think it would taint our art if we make some goals. (laughs) That is so true. That is so true. And it's so important to help people coming along to understand that this is your chosen profession. You know, you should be able Uh to make a living at this. (laughs) You know, it's not just you know, something that you do as a hobby or that you expect to be starving or struggling. You know, you, you have to have a plan and have to be ready to move forward with it. It's really important. Uh, and if you know, you know, where you're going, yeah. then it's easy to make steps to get there. But right. if you don't know where you're going, it's circle. That is so right. That is so right. Well, that is great. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us about your touring or other projects that you're working on or let people know where they can avail themselves of your CDs and your books and all of your things? So, yeah, so the project is both sides of Joni. um, Both sides of Joni.com is all the info about this project. And then, of course, on my website, I'm a Monica with a K, M-O-N-I-K-A, H-E-R-Z-I-G, Hersig, 
Com. There's all the info and all the books and CDs and stuff. Okay. So, and usually I also put like every month at the beginning a newsletter out mm -hmm. to let people know what's going on. So there's a Wonderful. way to subscribe to that uh, on the website. And then on YouTube, there's a bunch of the Talking Jazz shows too. Wonderful. Now let's them. talk about that a little bit. You're Talking Jazz. <laughs> you have a podcast uh, called Talking Jazz, and you just talk with uh, people who are jazz musicians. So tell us a little about that. So that was the idea of there's a, a station in South Bend called WETF, the jazz station. <laughs> and there's a very dedicated leader who has always great ideas. So he called me like at the beginning of the pandemic and said, you should do a show for us and you should just talk to people and you should do it Marion McPartland style and just chat with them and play their music. I love Marion McPartland. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not sure, you know, if I need anything more here, but let's let's give it a yeah, try. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it turned out so much fun to to be able to go, you know, talk to my fellow musicians yes. and just showcase their music and, and learn more about them. So it's on, on still on that South Bend station. Nice. It's on WICR in Indianapolis. And then, uh, you know, all the podcast outlets on Spotify. And so nice. you can find the talking jazz. But it turned out to just, yeah. Be That's super, wonderful. Super fun to get to connect and then and, and showcase each yeah. other. Yeah, it is. It's a wonderful thing to help, you know, help people to have a new audience. You know, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, it's it's wonderful. Well, Monica, this is what a treat it's been. And and it's wonderful to see you again. You know, uh, for my listeners, we are doing this on Zoom. Uh, so I'm able to actually see Monica and she's there in Vienna. And uh, it's just, it's wonderful. It's been a long time since we've seen <laughs> each other. So maybe we'll, you know, if you're up in that a Southwest Michigan area, South Bend area, you know, over the summer or whatever, because that I spend my summers in that area. So yeah, maybe we can have a cup of coffee or something. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. well, we'll, we'll come up there. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Well, you know how to Might reach me. Might be hot and sticky, but yep. that's okay. But not as hot and sticky as it will be in Florida at that time. Oh boy, you're coming at the right time to Florida. That's great. Well, I will see you at your concert in Orlando. I will be there and I will try to get backstage and, and see you after. That would be fantastic. I'll introduce you to Alexis too. I would love that. I'd love that. All right, Monica, thank you so much for taking your time today with us. And we're wishing you the rest of a fabulous day there in Vienna. I mean, that is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. All right. You take care and we, I'll see you hopefully this summer. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Singers, have you ever wanted to improve your sight reading skills? Do you want to hear harmonies better and sing them more easily? Would you like to be able to improvise and sing more styles of music? Donovan Mixon's Performance Ear Training can help you with all of these things. Donovan has been a faculty member at Berklee College of Music and is an expert in this field. Doesn't matter where you live, classes are offered online. Visit DonMixon.com. 
Check out our show notes for more info. Good news. We're partnering. The Business Savvy Singer podcast is delighted to be included in the NatsCast network. NatsCast is the official podcast network of the National Association of Teachers of Singing. It's an honor to be part of this community and have the opportunity to provide encouragement, education, and entertainment to singers everywhere. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.